While the New Orleans Pelicans have an all-star starter, they are falling down the standing. So is trading for John Collins the move that gets them winning again while Zion Williamson is out? Let's take a look at another big-time Pels trade target. Plus, will Zion Williamson actually play in the all-star game? It's a Friday episode of Lockdown Pelicans. Let's go! You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Friday, surprising news coming out of the All-Star voting. Zion Williamson is a starter. We'll get into that in the second segment of today's show. We're going to start off, though, with John Collins, one of the big names that have been rumored to come to New Orleans. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team, completely free, available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. Subscribe. And if you want to support the channel, comment down below on YouTube. Is John Collins the guy you want? Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. So let's get right into the trade talk. John Collins, it was reported by, I think it was Chris Haynes, that the Pelicans had reached out to the Atlanta Hawks to inquire about John Collins. This is a name that has been rumored to be traded for years, for years from the Atlanta Hawks, and they seemingly need to do something. So it doesn't surprise me that he's coming up in trade rumors. Again, he's seen his role diminish each of the past couple of years. Currently this season, he's averaging 13.4 points per game, 7.8 rebounds, and giving you about a block and a half while shooting 51% from the field. In theory, in theory, there's a lot to like about John Collins. If you need another scoring big that gives you just enough defense without being a full-on rim protector, he can do that. And you also see him as a guy that kind of fits what Willie Green looks for. They often close with Larry Nance Jr. over Jonas Valanciunas. It feels like John Collins could be that guy that's just going to give you more scoring punch than Larry does. while giving you still small ball five minutes, potentially. Hold that thought for a second. But you see, you start to look at other things with him. I'm not sure it's the best fit for New Orleans when you do have Larry Nance Jr. that gives you, I think, a lot of what John Collins would. A couple of things that John Collins isn't right off the bat. He's not an amazing rebounder. He's not going to come in and fix defensive rebounding issues. His individual numbers, and he plays with another center a lot. He plays far more power forward than center, so this might have something to do with it. He isn't grabbing tons and tons of boards in those type of situations. So if the Pelicans need another defensive rebounder, this probably isn't really going to be the guy that gives you that. Rim protection's not bad, not amazing. He's not blocking shots left and right, and he's a little bit undersized for another big man at six foot nine. This is kind of Larry's size, right? If you're looking for a seven-footer, it's not going to be John Collins. And then lastly, and I don't know 
how important this is, but I would certainly like it if this was the case. He's not a three-point shooter. His three-point shooting number has regressed each of the past four seasons. It's not as low as it is this season. That's 26% from the from three. Last year was 36.4%. It's not bad. Uh, year before that was 40%. Year before that was also 40%. Takes about three and a half per game, but it's steadily dropped. I don't, he's probably closer to like actually a 36% shooter from three than 26%, but it is a little bit alarming that he is shooting that poorly. While I don't think you need a big that shoots threes because Zion has played with other guys that don't and has thrived, hence being in the all-star game, it's not a bad thing. More three-point shooting is definitely something the Pelicans could use. You know, for a guy that could come in and be the fourth option, which he basically is in Atlanta right now, I think he could buy into that role. He's also under contract for the foreseeable future. Next year, he makes $25.34 million, 26.58 the year after that. Then he has a player option for 26.58 also after that. So you have him at least for two more years beyond this one, but you're committing to being a luxury tax team. And I did a show a week ago on Friday looking at the luxury tax and salary cap implications for the Pelicans should they make a move this season and what that means for them coming up is John Collins the guy that makes you a legit title contender I think you need to ask that question the answer is yes go for it and this holds true for any player they would be trading for if it's a marginal upgrade if he's 10% more than Larry Nance Jr. is that worth paying the luxury tax for and starting the clock on potentially breaking up the team. I did a show on this. You really need to go give that one a listen when kind of factoring some of that stuff into trade scenarios. I think John Collins could be a good idea. I've actually been high on this guy for a number of years. He's a very good scorer down low. He's going to give you enough rebounding without being a lead at it. He's not bad, certainly. He's a bit of a rim deterrent, but he's not a complete rim blocker or rim protector, shot blocker, but he gives you defense and he's mobile. And it's the type of guy that... Willie Green would play when he doesn't seem to really prefer that kind of more stationary big, it feels like, in Jonas Valanciunas, again, who I think is underrated. So if you're going to get Willie Green, a guy that he's going to play, go and get that guy. I don't think the asking price is going to be an absolute ton for uh, John Collins. I think you could go and get him for one first-round pick plus salary to match, and they have the ability to do so. So it's a guy that I think seemingly makes sense for New Orleans, I just don't know if it's like that's the guy that puts you over the top. It makes them better this year. And while Zion's out, and we'll look at well whether he's going to play in the All Star game in the next segment, you know, you could bring him in and he'd stabilize the you know the team. And I think he would do really well with second units. You know, could you play him and Larry together? I'm not sure, but could you run a lineup with Zion at the four, John Collins at the five? Maybe Collins, by the way, is is not really a five at all. This year, according to Basketball Dash reference, other places too, 12% of his time has come at the 588 at the four last season, 90% at power forward, 6% at center. Year before that, 86% power forward, then 14% at center. He's not a five. He's more of a four. You have Larry Nance Jr. who's more of a small ball five than a four. It could work. But you've got to factor that cost in too. But you wouldn't need to give up that much to bring him in. 
That I do think is important if you're starting to feel desperate about where the Pelicans are. He's going to give you some scoring. He's going to do more than what he's doing per game this season. He's very good at that. He does it pretty efficiently as well. You know, for his career, he averages 16.1 points per game on 11.4 shot attempts. I like that kind of efficiency. He gets to the line. He's a good free throw shooter for a big as well, which bodes well for him fixing that three-point percentage. I don't know. Let me know what you think in the comments down below. Do you think they should go after John Collins? Would that be the move? Or does his price tag and what the role would be and what that means for the future scare you off a little bit? Let me know in the comments down below on YouTube. We also got some surprising news. Zion Williamson named an all-star starter. To be honest, I did not see that coming, but I love this. Let's take a look if Zion's going to play in the game and how he ended up getting into the game in the first place here in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans right next. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the right team members that you surround yourself with. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with the people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job's post, the company, and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. So you can identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn jobs and connect with them fast and for free. And LinkedIn jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all in one platform. And it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday with for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know. Completely free, not a week between shows. We look at the trade targets you want to know about, the costs to acquire them, and the long-term ramifications of bringing those guys in. We're also breaking down what's going on on the court, why New Orleans is struggling right now. We look at it all five days a week. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube for your second listen. Go check out Locked on Saints. I'm going to see host Ross Jackson this weekend. I'm looking forward to hanging out with him. Awesome guy. Even better podcaster. Breaking down everything black and gold. Sean Payton going to get a job? Please? And if he doesn't, how bad is that for the Saints? Ross is breaking down everything black and gold over at Locked on Saints. Make sure they are your second listen. So we got some surprise news on Thursday. I wasn't expecting this. It seemed like maybe we'd have a bit of a quiet weekend um, in towards the end of February during the All-Star game. And then it broke that Zion Williamson is an All-Star starter. How cool is that in the Western Conference? Now, it's just the starters they for East and West that they announced. Zion is in there with LeBron James, Nikola Jokic. Zion and then Steph Curry and Luka Doncic are the starters for the uh, in for the guards in the in the West. We'll get the reserves later. You, there is an outside chance that you could get a guy like CJ McCollum in there, and. This is surprising and not surprising. First and foremost, it's surprising he's out injured, right? Like he's missed a number of games this year. We're 50 games into the season and Zion Williamson has played 29 of them. We're 49 games into the season. 
um, Saturday will be the 50th. He's played in 29 of them. You know, let's round up, call it 30. Like, it's a good bit, but it's not all of them. 60% of the games. That's, that's a lot of games missed. But this tells you a couple of things. It tells you how special of a player he is and that people have noticed that. So the way the voting works is it factors in fan voting, player voting, and media voting too. Fan voting accounts for 50% of the weighted score. Media and players each count for 25%. Zion Williamson was the third ranked front court player in the West in terms of fan voting. This is notable to me. This is really notable when Nikola Jokic, LeBron James, Zion Williamson, Larry Markinen then, Sabonis after that, Paul George, and then Anthony Davis. No, sorry, that's the player rank. Fan voting was LeBron 1, Nikola Jokic 2, Anthony Davis 3, Zion Williamson 4. Okay, there we go. Sorry, screwed that up. Fourth in fan voting for a guy who's missed a lot of games and plays in a small market is incredible to me. Notice two of those guys are on the Lakers, one of the bigger markets out there, if not the biggest. The other is going to run away with MVP this year in Nikola Jokic. For him to finish fourth means he's putting on impressive performances and fans that night are getting on their phone and voting for him. This is not coming from New Orleans. New Orleans is the smallest or second smallest, depending on how you're measuring, market in the NBA. Even if everyone in New Orleans voted multiple times, they wouldn't put a dent in what LeBron has going for him or Anthony Davis has going for him in LA in that market. Wouldn't even put a dent into it. But people noticed enough that they're like, this dude is special. This dude is good. We need to put him out there. So he got fourth in fan voting in the front court. Players have recognized it too by voting him third. It went Jokic one, deservedly so. LeBron two, deservedly so. And then Zion Williamson at three. Players play against him and see what he does and are amazed by it. And then he was also fourth in the media. Gives him a composite score of 3.75. LeBron and Jokic tied at 1.1 for the weighted score. Lower is better. What's interesting and what makes me laugh, and I love this, Anthony Davis finished fourth right behind Zion Williamson with a weighted score of 4.75. Oh, that feels a little bit good, doesn't it? Anthony Davis left to go to a bigger market, didn't like the small market, didn't want to, couldn't get endorsements, blamed it on that. And hey, look at that. Zion Williamson goes out and gets the all-star nod ahead of him as a starter. So he's in. And it just tells you how special of a player he is. The people around the league really see that, really recognize all that he does. And yeah, especially after missing an entire season last year. So now the question is, is he going to play in the all-star game? Is Zion Williamson going to play in the All-Star game, given the injury that he has right now? The All-Star game is February 19th. As I'm recording this, I'm doing it on Thursday night. It's January 26th. So what is that? About four weeks or so away. It's going to be really close. One, two, I'm, I'm adding it up here. Oh, okay, whatever. I don't have it in front of me. It's going to be really close. I'm not sure. And it might be one of those things that they just kind of rule him out for. He still voted in All-Star. It still counts. Still a starter in theory, just might not end up playing in the game. You know, he was reevaluated this week. They said they're going to reevaluate him in two more weeks. And then you have to figure it's going to be at least another two weeks after that. At that point, you're, you're kind of into the all-star break, right? The two weeks after that is like kind of ramp up to play. Get him conditioned, get him playing five on five. Guys go away. So maybe you get an extra week of just rest during that time and he hangs around the facility, what have you. Or maybe he takes a vacation too. And then comes back post-All-Star break, fully ready to go. 
I think that's the right move. As much as I'd like to see him playing in Utah, bringing the jazz to Utah as the Pelican slogan, which is great, has been, I think it's better to just rest him or not have him go out there. This game would be right on almost the earliest it feels like he would return. What if he goes out there in that exhibition game that doesn't matter and tweaks something or he's 95% healthy so he could play, but something goes wrong. I don't love that idea. Do you? I don't love that idea at all. So I think it's a great honor. I think it really tells you that one, you can have a lot of mainstream success here in New Orleans. If you're that type of player and Zion is that type of player, it also shows you people are paying attention to the Pelicans. If they were bad, they wouldn't be throwing Zion in there. That's just kind of the curse of a small market. Lakers can be bad and can get guys in. The Pelicans, not so much. So people have noticed Zion Williamson. They've noticed the Pelicans. They know the Pelicans are good. And that's, I think, a big part of why you're seeing Zion voted in as a starter. And what was kind of a surprise to think to many of us, just partially because of the games missed. But he was special in those 29 games. Zion this year, where the numbers go, 26 points per game, 7 rebounds, 4.5 assists. He's uh, shooting 61% from the field. That's 26 points on 16.2 shot attempts. That's absurd efficiency, getting to the line 8.6 times per game. And it took him a little while to kind of get back into the groove of things. That's how special he is. People took note. That's awesome. Sending the, putting the, what was it? Sending actual jazz to Utah, which I absolutely love as a marketing campaign. So let's get into a little more trade talk. Coming back up in the next segment of Locked On Pelicans, what's the right position to target? Is it a big like John Collins or do they need to maybe really look at a guard? Let's break that down. Coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here. The NBA season is deep into it now. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked on because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. And new customers, you join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. You just have to sign up at FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash locked on and FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to the point spread to player props, player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Hit three, four, five bets going over under on some of the player props you see and the Pelicans winning or losing, depending. You can win a whole bunch of money. Their app is super easy to use. Just download it and take a look. It's awesome. And it's safe and secure. So football fans, NBA fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about the Pelicans. Trade targets, trade talk, tactical decisions, rotations, We're covering it all completely free. Don't forget, if you're watching on YouTube, it's in podcast form too. If you need it on the go, wherever you get your podcast, just search Locked on Pelicans. It's there. Same exact show. And if you do want to support the channel and you are watching on YouTube, comment down below. It's the number one thing you can do. Even if you just want to say hi. I love it. I spend every morning responding to almost every single comment out there. I'm happy to talk with y'all and hear your thoughts on the team. I promise you, I see all all of those. So comment down below on YouTube if you want to support me and Locked On Pelicans. So we spent the first segment looking at John Collins. 
And I do think he'd be a very good fit for New Orleans for the most part. I'm a little bit nervous about the money you'd have to pay him and his role and the lack of things that he does. But dude can score. If you need someone to like stabilize the team, I think a little bit and a second unit, John Collins easily could be that guy. But when I also look at the team, I feel like they're lacking some more guard play and shooting more so than anything else. And that's probably the area that I would look to upgrade. I also think you can get those guys kind of cheaper that feel like they make a lot more sense for New Orleans, given that they really do like Larry Nance Jr. Just gave him that extension. It feels like your front court really is in times of health. Zion, Valanchunas, Larry, you can have Trey play there. You can have B.I. play there too. They have a whole bunch of options with that. And in the future, there's also going to be EJ Liddell, a guy that they were very high and got in the second round almost as a steal. And we're planning on signing to the active roster before he was injured and out for the season during summer league. So do you need to bring in John Collins and then bury EJ Liddell a little bit more? I mean, look, John Collins is good. If EJ Liddell's career gets even close to that, that's a good NBA career. So maybe, but do you want to just go the cheap route and know you have that guy going to be on this team next season? Keep that in mind with things too. But when you look at the guard play, you have CJ McCollum, you have Dyson Daniels out injured right now, and you have Jose Alvarado, and that's really who you trust, right? You know, you could kind of have BI as a two or Herb as a two, depending on how you're viewing it. But it feels like you you need someone else. Devontae Graham, I think, has actually been good defensively. But the shooting hasn't always been there, despite him going four for four the other night. And it feels like you need someone who just kind of puts pressure on the rim, gives you shooting too, and keeps the ball moving. So another slasher, another scoring guard really might be the better move. Those are guys like Malik Beasley, maybe even Jordan Clarkson from the Utah Jazz. You know, a couple of other names that I've done on shows as well. I think that can be the right move for the Pelicans. And I think that's probably the better move. Those guys come in cheaper on smaller contracts than say a big man like John Collins is, or if they were to trade for Jakob Pertl, knowing that you'd send Jonas Valanciunas out in this and what you're going to give big money to Jakob Pertl, maybe, but it's still going to cost you. So I think going the guard route and getting more scoring that way would be important. I don't really trust Devontae Graham in the postseason. You know, I do trust Jose to an extent, And then I get a little bit nervous and it just feels like they could use another guard to give them a little bit more depth, a little bit more wiggle room in that area because they are missing some of that, I think. And I think I'd feel much more comfortable if that was the case. That's the route that I would go in the lead up to the trade deadline. I think Malik Beasley makes so much sense and that's probably the one I really would like to add to New Orleans good shooting. You know, Bogdanovich can play at the two as well, as well as the three and give you a little bit more size. They have more options there than they do in bigs. And it's a little bit less crowded to me, given the play of what we've seen. I think Valanciunas and Zion are kind of entrenched in their starting roles. You see, uh, Larry Nance Jr. Get a lot of minutes. You have EJ Liddell for the future of that, but Billy Herney and Gomez here this year. It feels like guard to me is the route they'd go. Let me know what you think in the comments down below on YouTube or on Twitter at Nola Jake. That's going to do it for this episode of Lockdown Pelicans. Do you think John Collins is the answer? Is that the one you want to see? Or is there another move you'd like to see the Pelicans make? And of course, Zion Williamson, all-star starter. How cool is that? All right, thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Two games this weekend playing the Wizards on... Saturday, the Bucks' second night of back-to-back on the road on Sunday. Not expecting to see B.I. in that one. We'll be back on Monday to break it all down.